0: Welcome to Real Estate Unscripted, where each week we connect no-nonsense, let's-get-it-done realtors and lenders from across the country who want to grow our businesses and stay motivated with timely topics and experts in our field. I'm your host, Marjorie Adam. Let's get started. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Real Estate Unscripted. Today, we have a treat. We have a really great friend of mine that I do not get to see as often as I like.
1: Hi, Marjorie.
0: So Hunter, even though he doesn't want to say it, is the executive vice president, one of them of cross country. He says, just say he's a loan officer. I can tell you he's a great break dancer too. He is a super proud dad of great kids. He has a super fantastic wife. I think we joked that you married up, but she is phenomenal. And you are out in California. So you're in out in jumbo world. Jumbo. Expensive. I am.
1: Yes, I am in jumbo world for sure. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not proud of it either. It like, gets hard. Yeah. But yeah. my average loan amount right now, I think it's not. I don't think I know. It's one one.
0: Yeah. So is yeah. that has that shifted? Do you think more dramatically in the market change than than let's say four hundred? I mean, in your area, that's kind of where you are. But do you think that's been even harder than let's call it a more typical four or five? Yeah.
1: I think everybody that in the mortgage or real estate world is you know everyone. It's a challenge right now. It's say that anything different is just falling in and crap. Yeah. But yeah, I do think when, when you've got loan amounts that are as high as ours, it's, you know, the inventory issues, the concept of inventory issues, the concept of like, you truly, you know, someone's got a million dollar mortgage at 3%, yeah. getting that person to move into 7%, I mean, it's, it really is a struggle. So, I mean, it it keeps people from moving, you know, yeah. so- but yeah, I mean, I know everyone's struggling, but yeah, it's definitely, uh, you know, it's a it's a more challenging environment that I've seen in 20 years.
0: Yeah. So you've been doing this like 20 years. I've been in it 28. So we're like the veterans. We're like super young, hot veterans, but we're the yeah. like veterans.
1: Yes. So,
0: <laughs> let's get into, give me a word that describes you. Would you say one word that would describe you?
1: Um. This probably sounds, again, I'll stop saying the term Pollyanna, but I would say caring. Agreed. Probably more so than, more so than anything.
0: Okay. And so caring about, we talk, we're thinking about, we care, you care about your team, you care about your clients, you care about their experience, right? Care about all of that.
1: Yeah. I think for me, I mean, there's different personality types, right? I mean, it's like, I don't mean it. Like, I don't think I'm like some special person. I just genuinely care about people. It's one of the things that I enjoy, you know, coaching, whatever it is like for me, the way that I operate and what's attractive to me is people that care. Right. So, I mean. I don't think, and I'm not interested in people that don't care. So for me, it's very important to, I just think, you know, the world's better place. Business is better. Clients are better. Everything's better when people know that you care, starting with your team, you know? So, yeah. So when I say caring, I mean, it's just this very simple concept, right? People know that you care, you're more attractive and it has to be authentic.
0: Great. You can't fake that. Right. And I do think it's funny. You and I both know, because we we both coached lots of people, you more than me, but- you know, people that, you know, say they care about, let's say their clients, but they treat their team like dirt, right? But their team needs to take great care of their clients. And it's like, it's so, you know, it just doesn't work.
1: You can't have it both ways. You can't not care about one group and then care about the other one and have them all be working together, right? It just doesn't make, it doesn't make sense. So we agree. It's very unauthentic. If you're not caring about the whole group, period.
0: Agreed. And again, I think it just plus having that relationship and care with your team matters. It just that's who you spend so much time with. Right. Other than you spend more time, frankly, with your team than your family generally.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, and and the other thing, too, is if you're it's the difference between people feeling like they're going to work with a family versus people feeling like they're going to a job. Right. I mean, it's like. There's a lot of people that have teams that are not good because the team doesn't care like whoever the person is that leads the team. And and I know for a fact, I mean, you're on the realtor side of things. I'm calling on people like you, right? I hear it all the time. Like it's a turnoff that someone has a team and it's a turnoff because that team doesn't care about being a part of the team. But when, you know, when they do care, I mean, most of my team members are better better than me at my job, right? I mean, the whole idea is you should be able to delegate stuff that, you know, if someone can do something, you know, 80% as good as you, you should delegate it. I've gotten to the point now with, I mean, they're just flat out better than me, you know? So, and they care.
0: And you care and they care about you. Yeah, exactly. Isn't that just an amazing circle of goodness versus (laughs) the opposite where it's like, they can't wait to go home and whether something works or not doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, just
1: take, they take they take responsibility, period. Like it is like I mean, we talk about it. Like I will change our name, our name, you know, the name of our team's team hunter. That like I want to change it to something else so that everybody feels empowered. Like it's not just they don't feel like it's our my team, but I don't I don't even want business partners to feel like it's my team, you know, it's it's our team, and it just it, bottom bottom line is it works better like that.
0: So team everyone I mean, and hunter, you could say, right? All yeah, yeah, whatever.
1: But you just, and you also, you attract the right people too, you know, when people, I mean, you literally kick out the people that should not be a part of it. People that aren't interested, that aren't interested in being team players, that aren't interested in the client experience, all that stuff. You you know, they get found out. It's like they get found out quickly. So
0: yeah, it just doesn't work. So they kind of weed themselves out as well. And it's just, you know, inauthentic for them too. Yeah. Oh, all right. So, you know, the market is changed just a tiny bit over the past uh-huh. just a little change some notice some of us have noticed but let's talk about with the market change some changes that you have made right so like for example in your processes or you know when you and I were talking earlier it's like a lot of it and I would say you've always been more relational than transactional but why do you think that's so important that you really you guys focus on just a relational environment it can't just be transactional why is that important for people listening to pay attention to?
1: Always, it has been for us, right? You've heard me talk about it before on on the trend. Like, I don't want to be a a transaction. The truth is the last few years when we're closing, you know, I mean, the last couple of years, we're closing $300 million a year as a team, you know, in production. So it was like, it was hard to keep a, you know, a personal feel to a very, I mean, it was just transactional at the time, right? So you talk about like, what do we have to do? In this environment the bottom line is for everybody there's a lot less business to be had out there so if you are still treating something like a transaction you're gonna get i mean people aren't they're just not going to use you flat out so i mean to personalize the experience which is you know your question to me is what do i do differently it's really not what i do differently i've done it the whole time i probably spend more time on it now is just literally talking to every client for 30 minutes up front. I will not send out a loan application. I will not email someone a loan application, say, send this back into me. People could say, you know, my market's different, whatever, but it's like I look at it as you need to our our business right now is about understanding a client's needs. What are their fears? Are they excited about home ownership right now? Are they worried about their ability to afford? Are they not worried about their ability to afford? Are they independently wealthy, right? Like you can't, none of those things can be identified by sending a loan application, right? Mm -hmm. I can't, I want to know how they feel about you. You know, I mean, mean, anyone that's heard me talk before, it's like, I mean, I I need, I say this to every single client. I need my clients to believe they have a better chance of homeownership with me doing their loan. My business partners being my realtors need to believe that they're going to be more successful with me as their lender, they shouldn't use me. And my team needs to believe they're going to have a better life with, you know, working on this team. So if, if when I'm having these upfront conversations with people and I'm able to come back to you, Marjorie is my realtor to say, you know, here's their personality type. Here's their, you know, are they shopping other realtors, right? Are they talking to multiple realtors? I'm not like just flat out asking them, but I mean, I'll ask them, how did you hear about Marjorie? Like, how did you meet Marjorie? Trying to just give you some endorsements that are real and authentic, you know, not just Oh, Marjorie's the best, you know, but mean it, understand who you are, right? What you care about, but being able to have all of that, those conversations up front, just it creates some glue with your clients that most people just flat out don't do. And it also helps identify what are the right clients for you and what aren't right. I'm not for everybody and not everybody's for me. So Having an upfront kind. If someone's not willing to have a conversation with me, I can guarantee you they're not the right fit for me, and I'm not the right fit for them. Agreed. Agreed. So. so
0: I think so. I want everyone who's listening to really think about that, lenders and realtors, because I think lenders again think about: Are you are you sending off your loan apps? Are you just emailing them out without you having a conversation first? Because I think you're uncommoditizing yourself the way you do it. If three people send me a loan app and I have no connection to all of them, what do I care about? Right. So what's what's really the end all be all for me if I get three of them? I I your rate, right? Like how much how right. much charge? What's your rate? Because otherwise I have no connection. I don't know who you are more than one eight hundred loan dot whatever. Right. So yeah. I think, and that the fact that you forward that info to us is also helpful, especially if, oh, I didn't realize, I mean, I always ask, but I didn't know they were competing or, you know what, I didn't know they were this scared about this part of the process. I mean, it really helps me fix also some issues that they might not have shared with me, even though we do the same thing. We have a very in-depth intake process, right? And our pre-list or our pre-even buyer meeting process is pretty in-depth. So, and i would
1: just say marjorie like what people will tell you i need to know and what people will tell me you need to know and not it's not very often that they tell us both the same thing so i think part of this environment right it's like you and i talked about i'm sure it will come up but it's like the realtor the lender and the buyer need to believe that they are all on the same team with a common goal to get that person a house if that's in fact what they want right Mm -hmm. and if you don't have if people don't have that mindset i mean i'm you know, I can tell people like, look at our Google. I know this isn't a sales job on us, but like, to me, it's like our Google reviews are a reflection of how our clients feel about us because they're telling stories about, you know, that belief that this team literally helped us get a home. And that's, those are the only, in my opinion, those are the people that are going to survive in this environment. I mean, it's just, it's just a fact. There's a lot less homes there's a lot less inventory all that stuff so if you're not differentiating yourself you're in trouble
0: and also think about it so as we talk about this if you're doing fewer loans right and i'm selling and in their fewer inventory it also means in theory right i have more time to do those 30 minute conversations because i'm doing fewer apps so it's still people that say i just don't have time to do that and our argument and i agree with you is if you don't do the pre-homework and the setup right, for the meeting or a consultation or whatever it is, loan out for you, appointments for me, then again, it comes down to just the commission, right? It comes down to just the rate. It's not a relationship and it's anybody can do the fill in the blank job. And, you know, you and I are both on the same page that that's not the case.
1: Yes, 100%. And the other thing that happens is that, you know, I talk about it, like Kim and I, my wife, I mean, went to a restaurant, you know, a Mexican spot in my hometown and it was like, we go in there. We're the only ones. There's three servers, a busboy and a bartender. And it took us 15 minutes to get our chips. Like when people get slow, yeah, you know, I mean, like you act like you don't have time. It's like, bull crap. You don't have time right now. You know, and by the way, even when you don't have time is when you you still do it. Right. I mean, <laughs> but if you just think about that simple fact, people in our business right now are terrible at their jobs by and large. By and large, you know, people are on, you know, I I talk about it like you're on your heels or you're on your toes. You should be on your toes. Most people are on their heels. Right. And then, you know, get lazy on the information that you're reading. You get lazy on statistics. You get lazy on your process. You get lazy on your communication. It's like if you don't think the person that's on the other end that's going, going to now pay you to find them a house, if they can't feel that, they can feel it. Right. They know you're not good at your job, right? Or yeah. you're lazy or whatever. Or so, that
0: you don't care. We're pretty or bad
1: that bad. you don't care. Right.
0: I mean, I think again, I do agree. It's always that way. But I think again, this is the time. So, the podcast I'm sending out for this week is these are the things to work on right now. Because all too often, like it's, you know, nobody in the office or everyone's like, oh, there's nothing to do, which you and I both joke about. Cause I feel like I've never said that word in my lifetime. I look forward, honestly, Hunter, I, one day I hope to call you and be like, Hunter, I have nothing to do.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I don't think that will happen, but you know, yeah, I don't want yeah. nothing to do. I mean, I, I, want either, to, I want nothing to do when I'm on a vacation. Yeah. I want nothing to do. Yeah. But I
0: just think it's funny. Cause it's like, what do you mean? Like there's right. something to do, but so let's talk about your routine. Like. What have you changed or prioritized more? Like, I think that you and when you and I talked earlier, we're both really prioritizing ourselves and not selfishly, but our mental and physical health more. Maybe it's because you're creeping towards the 5.0 and I've crossed over it, right? And you go, but talk a little bit about kind of what you've been prioritizing personally recently.
1: It's, I mean, it's, it's health, you know, I mean, it's, it's mental health, it's physical health, it's, you know, you know, and I'm not too personal on everybody, but it's like you know, I lost my dad unexpectedly in December. You know, I'm, I just turned forty nine on, on uh, Monday. Our business is freaking brutal. You know, one of my kids just went off to college, another one's going to be a senior. So you got all these things happening in your life, you know. And what I think with a little bit of maturity, a little bit of you know reflection with my dad passing, it's like I I know for me personally that I need like if I am in my best state of mind and in my best health, that I will be better for myself and for everybody around me. So I've been focusing on that. You know I mean? I love, I love, love, love to eat and drink, you know, I'm not, but I mean, like drinking in my opinion too much. Right. So it's like slowing down on it. I mean, just, my morning routines are one, you know, I mean, I am an early bird, but I mean, it's like, yes, you
0: are talking about like this morning, he told me about this morning and I was like, I need a nap. So like, Give an example.
1: So I I got up, went to bed at nine. You know, some people are like nine o'clock, like that's really early. I got woke up at four without an alarm, by the way. I'm not trying to, you know, it's like I just do that. I listened to one of my favorite books for an hour. I meditated for 20 minutes. I went for a five mile run. I come back, I jump in my pool, and then, yeah, hopped in the shower and came into the office. Like, I just think like morning routines, in my opinion, for I don't, I just don't know. Everyone says, like, well, I'm not a morning person. It's like, I don't, I just don't know how you can't have a solid morning routine when I, and I'm not always perfect. You know, it's like had a long night, you're with people till midnight, you know, it's like those days are not four or five o'clock in the morning, but every time I have those days, I feel worse than had I had the right day. So, I mean, like I come into today feeling freaking great. I feel like I'm on top of my stuff. I feel like I'm on my toes, you know? So anyway, so that's.
0: Well, but I think. Okay, so if you're not a morning person, so maybe, okay, so mine doesn't start at 4 a.m., but I routine, right? So I think the excuse of I'm not a morning person, well, morning starts at 4 for you and can start at 8.30 for some, you know what I mean? It doesn't mean your morning routine can't happen. And then people will say I have kids and it's like, yeah, but it's also more pre-planning, right? Like I also know, for example, like if when I go to the gym at 6.20, if I get up, if the night before I prepare my clothes and my yep. bag and my work stuff and I actually put my computer away. So in the morning, I'm not like, where's my computer and where are my keys? Yeah. Like, the more prepared I am, the better my routine is. If we grind the coffee at night, it's ready in the morning. You know what I mean? It's it's kind of that preparation. And I think it's the same way at work. The more you run a routine and you have your checklist and you have your way of doing things, then then it's not chaos, and yes. personal chaos leads to work. Like you, again, like I would need a nap after your morning. I was saying earlier, like the pool part sounds great. And the reading, the reading meditation and pool, I would be like, Hunter, good luck on your run. See and you by you
1: the way, and the I, I don't know if anyone's ever tried it, Jeremy, you know, I mean, I don't know, I'm sure you've talked to Forcia. So I mean, it's like, Jeremy takes a, a 14 minute nap at two o'clock in the afternoon. He has a pillow underneath his desk. <laughs> I literally have one now at my desk. Like I will literally the team knows I will say, Hey, I'm going down for 10, 15 minutes. And I will just say, I'll say, of course, now they'll say, Hey, Siri set alarm for 15 minutes. Those things are important, right? I mean, so it's just, you know, I know we're going off on a tangent here, but yeah, I mean I don't know
0: quite I can't like I then get cranky, right? So to me, I wish I could. Like a piece have you life, done
1: it have you done it for 15 minutes and like I'll if I go it. if I go down for like if I'm on the week, like I'm not a nap person. If I go down on the weekend and you know, I go down for 45 minutes to an hour, I might as well just fall asleep for the rest of yeah,
0: it. me too. I'm done.
1: If you go 15 minutes and then get up, I mean it's crazy.
0: I'm gonna try. I will commit to this and the I'm very excited about the pillow part. Yeah. <laughs> so Everen, that's another tactic for you. So all right, then let's look this a little bit. What basics that y- in your business would you never change? They are non-negotiable. They are required. There's no change in them.
1: I would I would never not convert my leads, right? So I would I would never turn it where I mean I have a business partner, Erica. She's just as good as I am or better. So you know, I mean, if I'm like right now, if someone's I need to take a loan, you know, we need to do it alone. Erica would take that call. But like my job is that I convert the leads. She does the pre-approvals. That's how we operate. But when you you and I talked about it as loan officers, like if you make it too hard for people, like make it easy for people. I had a great realtor that I interviewed a few years ago, one of my favorite realtors. And we are just talking to loan officers and, you know, I said, what advice would you give for a loan officer? She said, make it easy to meet with me. She's like, I'll, I'll meet with, if you come and promise me that you're not going to waste more than 15 minutes of my time. And if we end up liking each other, so be it, but I don't want to meet you at Starbucks, come to me. Right. So, so make it easy for people. Uh, so I don't know, by the way, why did I just say that? I just want know. No, no.
0: I think it's make it easy for, so if you're converting your own leads and you want to make it oh, easy for. Yes.
1: For- um, for- thank or- you. Yes. Yeah. So we're like, 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 I'll call into someone and it's like, I'll call into a friendly, you know, friend lender. And it's like, you're trying to book an appointment with the United States. Like, it's like, I'm just, I'm trying to do, I'm trying to bring you business right now. And I got to go through your assistant to talk to this person, to talk to that person. It's just like, click, I'm moving on to the next one. You know, I mean, the combination of the speed to lead, do people know I care? All that. I mean, like, so I want to convert as many leads as I can myself on the phone or on Zoom or in person. Agreed i would say tuesday updates you know calling calling realtors and 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 clients to tell them where they are in the process how many times have we all i was just about to call you but you didn't right and you didn't right so being proactive on your communication like there's i mean we talk about it as a team there's proactive communication there's reactive communication and if you're not proactive With substance, by the way, it's not just, hey, Marjorie, everything's great. Can I have a meeting with you? It's like, Marjorie, here's where we are with the appraisal. We're expecting it in tomorrow. If anything is wrong, I will let you know, but I will confirm that it's there. I hope you're having a great experience with us. And when this is all said and done, there's nothing I'd love more than to buy a cup of coffee, right? I think, like, on Tuesday updates, like, people, like, you're begging for referrals and you don't, you don't, you haven't earned it yet. So, anyway, just, that's a side note. But Tuesday updates... I think, I mean, I would say that's it. If I was picking two things, I convert every lead in Tuesday updates.
0: I'm going to throw in one more that I know you do that I think people talk about doing and mean to do is the daily team meeting. Like again, oh. you and I have coached for years. It was the daily team meeting. People are like, absolutely do it. And then you're like, you solemnly soar and they're like, nah, we never do it, right? So, or it happens, you know, once a trimester. So daily team meeting every weekday, every workday you do. Weekday. I
1: mean, I didn't think about that, Marjorie, because it's not even a thought to me. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like going to take a peek. I mean, it's like of course you have a team meeting, you know? And by the way, people are like, well, you have to have a big team. No, you have to be with one. If you were by yourself, you should have a team meeting. Correct. Right? The team, And the team meeting is what am I trying to accomplish today? What are the three main things that I need to get done no matter what? What does my calendar look like? Did, do I need anything from anybody? That's it. like... A, These team meetings, I mean, on Monday, we spend more time on personal stuff. We do book reports. We do Wheel of Life. And just everyone picks like one thing that they're working on for the week. I mean, it's a a few minutes. It's not like this takes an hour and a half. Team meetings on Mondays are 45 minutes. And Monday through Friday, or I'm sorry, Tuesday through Friday, they're 15 minutes. Sometimes today's team meeting was literally eight minutes.
0: Yeah, but it's also it's it's. Structure. It's everyone knows what you expect. Everyone knows what their part is. And everyone knows, by the way, going to bring it back. You care when on Mondays you check in on the weekend and you do a book report, which, by the way, is for their personal development and yours. Because, you yeah. know, I mean, I read so many books, right? Like, I and I listen to podcasts and I want to keep learning and growing. I know, I know there's so much I don't know. I know, no, yeah. I always say I know enough to be dangerous, right? Like, yeah. don't ask me the lender questions because I will mess it up. But, yeah. like, We're growing and learning. Let's bring our team with us, right? When we used to coach, when we coached people, it'd be like, here's my morning routine. I'd say, what's your team's morning routine? And they'd be like, I don't know. I'm like, so cool. So so they don't, how about we read something with them? How about like we meditate for five minutes with them? How about we have smoothies together, right? Like let's bring everyone into starting a day with less. We do the song of the day, right? Where we dance to like ridiculous music poorly, but it's like, let's start the day because if I'm grounded and fantastic, but everyone else is, you know why? you know what show or chaotic, it's like, and then we didn't meet. And then it's like, they're expected to know what to do. And I'm supposed to know what they do. That's just, that's just chaos, right? So yep. I think that to me is, but again, it's simple, but not easy, right? You know, right. it's simple, but we all all, all have an excuse or why we don't do it, or we don't get it at the same time, or they don't work. They work remotely. We'll get on Zoom. You can figure this out, or you can just make, keep making excuses. But here's what I'm going to tell you. One of the best loan officers by by best people in the world, Hunter, and loan officers is saying three basics are convert your own leads. Because again, you and I are both on the same page on that's my job. That's what I'm really good at. Like I can give a script. To I mean, see-
1: Marjorie, would you send me loans if you knew that they were going to have to call my assistant to get an appointment to have them take a bunch of questions down first? I guess it could work. I mean, it does work in some markets. I don't know. I just think business partners like you, you don't want to know that I do $300 million in production. You don't want to know that I'm, that I have a thousand loans going on. You know what I mean? You want to feel special with I can do me. my
0: home, right? right. Like I need you to take care of my people. Yeah. Uh, now, again, let's not, let's flip this a little bit. If, if Hunter has a great assistant or, you know, a team member and Hunter's now in a meeting for an hour and a half, let's say, and I get her and she's fantastic. And she's answering my questions and you're in taking me and saying, Hunter, look, he's available in an hour and a half. Let's get you started. So you're not waiting. Yes. I'm not saying make someone wait two weeks to talk to Hunter. You and I agree on that. But all of a sudden, as we got busier, we started hiring out lead conversion, right? And it was like, what are we thinking? Hire out yeah. everything but that, because that's what we're good at and what they want from us. They want us to fix problems. They want us to offer solutions, right? That's that's why they're coming to us. So yep. I think that to me, and then the Tuesday updates, which again, everyone talks about and means to do them, or we'll do them sometimes. And then the daily team meeting. So guys, this is a top lender. Doesn't matter. guys. Realtors often will be like, lender, lender, doesn't? still listen right like if they're doing it maybe what do we all need to do i don't know videos right like yes we need to do those too but let's start with convert our own
1: basics yes
0: the basics right the sexy stuff is later right you can make a tiktok later let's convert our leads first so then we can have some fun on i don't do those but um are you doing tiktok video speaking you should i want you break dancing i'm going to talk to your team
1: yeah no no (laughs) one thing i was going to say though in the team meetings is when people like you talk about like the three, the three big rocks that you need to come to the table. Like we used to think like Eric and I would be like, well, we have to create everyone's big rocks. People should come to the meeting feeling both empowered and prepared to talk about what are the three things that they need to accomplish. And everyone's like, well, there's 10 things. It's like, there, there's always a few primary things that you need to accomplish. And yes, it's like our team does at least 10 things in a day, but you're still just rolling through the, you know, whether or not it's in you know, pre-approval of funding doc requests, whatever it is, right? It just, it allows people to prepare for their day so that you know that people are being proactive versus reactive.
0: Well, don't you think we want to make sure that they're, they're concentrating on the most important things? Not, you know, if if someone's coming in saying, here's the 25 things I have to do, they're not going to get 25 things done.
1: Yeah. Or if someone says, I don't, what do you want me to do today? Yeah. Like, well, I, I mean, I was kind of hoping you tell me what you're <laughs> doing today. So I would be very <laughs> happy about it. You know? Yeah. But so. again,
0: I think it's but it's setting that expectation, right? Because if we set an expectation and and look, that's part of being clear on things like what are their top jobs? What are their top responsibilities? What are the things that must happen when we're at work? Right. For us, leads trump anything. If a lead calls in, I don't care what you're doing. Right. Leads first and then clear yeah. second and any other project third. Right. But without spelling that out, you know, of course, people don't know what they're supposed to do. So, so let's talk about what's some of your biggest struggles right now, right? So currently what are, and you talked a little bit about the he's, heels and toes and this is part of it, but like, what are some struggles that you are seeing or having right now?
1: In general, it's I'll you, it's motivating some of my business partners, right? I mean, it's like, I think people are going back to the heels thing. I mean, if I have 50 business partners, 40 of them are on their heels, you know? So it's like, it's it's truly, Actually, I'm glad we're talking about this because it will make me be more intentional and purposeful about talking to them about we need to change our mindset. But I mean, there is only actually had drinks with a great vulture last night and he was talking about he's like, you know, the Pollyanna, you got this. You know, it's like, guys, there is no inventory. There's no like we got plenty of problems, period. But I'm also I always tell people it's like someone's going to buy a house. Someone's going to do the loan. Right. And someone's going to sell them the house. Right. So it's like it might as well be us. Yeah. But it's so it's just, it's literally, it's identifying, it's, it's keeping like our industry as positive as they can be and not just sitting on their, like, we don't have everything to do that we had two years ago. You can work on your business. You can do business planning. You can work on your messaging, right? You can, there's so many things that we can have an impact on so that like this too shall pass, but I don't want it to be like it's. Pompeii like the day that the freaking place burned down you know what I mean I mean it's yeah. like you gotta you gotta be better each day you gotta be growing a little bit and having honestly for me too I mean it can be a soul-sucking exercise it's like oh God, yeah I mean, wouldn't get excited about this you know yeah but so,
0: I think, I think do think a lot of people though I think people are kind of stuck and they're in fear and so like you know as you know it either propels you or you know you're either going to bury your head in the sand and say well this stinks look what, what's happened to me and you know we got to accept we're in the market. We're in, we can't change it. Like a lot of times people are like, tell me about the market. It's like, well, what do you want to know? Right. Because what, right. what are they really asking? Right. Cause right. they want to know. It's everyone, oh, is it booming? Well, it's, here's what's happening in our area right now. But it's like, you know, if you're one of those, if they say, tell me about the market and, and like Hunter, if you call me and I'm like, Oh God, Hunter, it sucks. The market sucks. You know, rates suck and the market sucks. This sucks. Right. It's like, yep. That's you had your one minute, but what are you doing about it? Like, what are you doing to succeed in this market? because i think that fear and being stuck right they've got to work we talk about this all the time their development so where we started like what do you need to do personally what do you need to do for your health what do you need to do in your business what do you need to do for your clients how can you be a voice of let's get it done like hey this is how we're going to get yes the rates are this this is what we're going to do you're going to refi at this point like it's always been that way like did everyone forget like I bought my house 28 years ago it was eight and a half percent. And within X months, I refied. How many times have you refied? Now the three percent people, that's gonna be hard. But for everyone else, it's like this too shall pass, right? Like it's it's this kind of permanent state of stuck that I think people need to get out of, right? Or they or it's the wrong business.
1: Yeah. And for buyers too, though, it's also just understanding going back to the whole thing on the the, the upfront conversations. What are you trying like if rates are at seven percent? And your, whether or not your mortgage is 300000 I mean, people. some people can't qualify and they shouldn't buy. And the best advice you should give them is that they shouldn't buy right now and that you stay in contact with them, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, there's a lot of people that can't afford to buy. I mean, it's like, so yeah, I mean, and I, and I do think, lenders listening, you always have. I think you have to go based on the assumption of today. Marjorie, we're going to lock you in at whatever interest rate it is today. It's 7%, right? And that's what we have to prepare for. And if we prepare that and you're good, if rates drop in the future, great, we will refinance you proactively. I will call you to refinance. But based on today, you can still afford this mortgage, right? It's just, yeah. So I mean, going back, I mean, I mean, truth is, I mean, inventory rates, yeah, those are all things that are that are a struggle. Those are outside of my control, right? What's inside of my you talk about control the controllables. Try not to emphasize. Try not to put too much time on the things that you can't control. So yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of work to be done on our processes. You know, our CRM. I mean, all of those things. Again, a primary issue right now is just trying to get people not in some Pollyannic state of mind, but at least like, can we be on the same page with what this is going to look like when we turn it around? Or even reviewing, like today, if you look at my calendar from 1230 to 230, we have it scheduled my time. We have it scheduled where Erica, Bridget, myself, Bridget's my my executive assistant, Erica's my partner. We're just going through every single one of our leads to go, like like we went through our metrics yesterday on what our conversion ratios are from, you know, lead to close, from lead to app to app, to pre-approval, to pre-approval to lock, and then lock to close. And so going through that, and we realized on, on our front end, which is me, by the way, which I don't love, the the lead, I like to do all these front con- consultations because I don't wanna waste my team's time if it's someone that's not interested in working with us, or so I won't have them app, but the truth is our numbers are really good. So I should be focusing, had I not looked at those numbers yesterday, like right now I'm on a mission. Like the team knows, like, if I don't convert a lead to doing an application, I'm a loser. Right. Like I told them, like, you call me out, like I am a loser if they're not apping, right? <laughs> so because when we app, like they end up, I mean, like the probabilities yeah. of them closing alone with us are really good. So it's just like, but if you don't know that, if you're not looking at that data. So we will be calling our business partners and saying, "Hey, these people apt. They didn't move forward. Where are you with them? Where are we with them?" We always say, "Oh, our CRM's perfect. We're in communication." BS. Yes, most people aren't, or you're just hitting yep. them with just you're just dripping crap on them where they've already turned you off, right? So, Agreed. getting on a phone call with you to say, "Hey, Marjorie, look, we have ten opportunities. Here's where we have them stacked up. What do you know? Because we need we need to get these people reengaged." You can say. Marjorie, I'm sorry. I need a do-over. I should have been better on your lead, your pre-approvals, and anything else. So just go through it and just get clarity on where people are. That's a great exercise to do right now.
0: Yeah. And I did the same thing. So just so, you know, last night, seven, I went through the first, you know, January through July of this year. I went through every lead that came in, anyone that we didn't convert or or they're not sitting meaning they're going to buy next year. They're listing at the end of this year. They're listing next spring and look in our full conversion rate. And then, you know, from leads that came in, what's our conversion rate per month? And then what's it been per year? And then I have my sheet of the people that are, they are in our CRM that, okay, they're going to move next year. They're going to do this. They need to sell them by, we've got them here. It's like, if we're not doing that, if we can't, and say what our conversion is and how many leads we need a month to hit our goals and how far we are or what we need to change to obtain that. And I think most people don't do that and it's necessary. So literally yesterday, so last night I sat and, and, and I do it every month, but I went through the whole year and said, okay, here's the good, the bad, and the ugly on this.
1: And I would push that all the way back around to you grounding your coffee the night before you go to bed so that you feel prepared the next day. It's like, you know, where you are with your leads, where you know, where you are with your business. That's when you feel like maybe you do take, maybe you do work a little less to invest in yourself a little more. Maybe, I don't know, maybe you go on vacation, whatever, but it's like, you're prepared because you went, because you know where everything is. I think everyone right now, like being on your heels is the ultimate example of just going like, I don't know anything. So I'm just going to freeze and do nothing.
0: Agreed, which is obviously not going to help. But it's like, I think often we do it when it's painful, right? Like when you think, oh, compared to X two years ago, whatever it was. And it's like, that doesn't really matter. Because part of it too is like, Hunter, who's moving? So I'm in Charlottesville. You're, I mean, I'm in Virginia. You're in California. So I need to look at from my database who's moving, what demographic is moving in, who's moving out, who is listing right now, who's not, where do I need to spend my time, energy and money, not just taking care of all clients, but all right, am I taking care of this segment or am I paying attention to this? Because if we're not, and I just did this five years ago, so I'm going to keep doing it, we've got to be paying attention, right? And then we have to be able to speak. I can tell you who's moving in and moving out and what demographic of what I'm seeing and what we're seeing success in. And I think that's a conversation that I can share versus the market sucks, right? So I think we've got to pay attention to these things to make a difference. And I think- And you
1: you also have, you brought it up earlier and then you just brought it up again where it's like, you have to know your data in your market right? Like the national news doesn't like what's happening nationally compared to my market. It doesn't, I mean, I guess it, it matters, but you have to sound and be smarter than most people, right? Most people yeah. aren't looking at data right now. There's like market sucks. Yeah. It's a tough time to buy. Rates are high.
0: Thanks. Exactly. Wow. Thanks
1: so much. Yeah, thanks so much for that. Yeah. <laughs> That's
0: what you should put on social media, right? It yeah. <laughs> sucks. Rates are high. Bad time to buy. See you later. Gosh, I'd call you Hunter. Wow. You, you are a voice of sunshine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if
0: we do it right. Like if you think you run into someone in the grocery store and how's it going or how's the market and they start on there, like, you know, five minutes later, the person's like, damn, I'm really sorry. I asked. Right. Like, really? I was just trying to be polite while I was grabbing the sugar. You know, it's like, think about what you're saying. And again, it's never all bad. It's never all, everybody should buy, right? Those people too. Oh, everyone should sell right now. I, I uh-huh. totally,
1: I right? totally like, agree.
0: So Talk about your strengths, your strengths, Hunter.
1: I mean, I'm going to go back to the fact that I care. I mean, I think that's the big you know, to me. That's the I would say that's the one that I think has gotten me the furthest and I care the most about just because it's, you know, you attract the right people when, right. when I at least attract who I want to attract when I when people know that I care. Um, oh, I would say I'm consistent. I mean, you know, my team like I say my team, our team, like they just flat out know that I will show up. You know, they know that it's like a different version of caring, right? There's just a level of responsibility where they give me all they can because they know I give them all they can. And that shows up with the client experience, right? Like it's almost like a selfish, it's like an unselfish or selfish way to have everything work out just by having people know that you're doing the right thing, being consistent. I would. practice my trade, you know, I mean, no numbers, right? Have a more holistic conversation with clients, all that jumbo. I don't think it matters, I mean, I think to under whether or not someone's a first time home buyer and they've never, no one in, in their families ever bought a home before, or whether or not it's the, you know, Google exec buying the $4 million home with RSU income and figuring out what we need to liquidate versus not because their stock's doing this. I mean, whatever it is, right? Being able to have someone get off the phone or getting off a Zoom call with someone, man, like, that felt different. Like, that's important, I think. Um, what else? I don't know. Long-winded.
0: We know your team comes first, right? So your team and your business partners. And I think yeah. because you care and because you're positive and because this is clear, this is your message, then people want to do business with you, right? I think that's what, I think it's what makes, what about you and you've you've articulated that makes people want to do business with you. It's important to me that you have a great team, but it's a great team that you care about and cares about you, right? It's important to me that you're good at what you do. It's important to you that you can give me the right advice for my situation, not just everybody should do conventional 20%. I'm just making that up. But you know what I mean? You're very clear on how this works holistically, which is why people work with you, right? And yeah. you work you work hard. You don't let the market sway you, right? You don't stop because of the market. All of these things, I think, are super important. And I think you know we talked about this a little bit. You know, we're going to talk about like a message to realtors. And you had said like, look, obviously there's the there's there's two groups of top agents right now. So there were the top producers that were top producers two years ago and that are no longer right. Like mm-hmm. they, you're just sort of like where they go. There's the top producers that I think until they decide they're going to quit, they'll always be top producers because they will forever evolve, innovate, work hard, right? Really, just hone their craft. And some people, you know, those are the people everyone's jealous of or says, Oh, they just, you know, they there's always a great excuse, right? Yeah. Now. They're just successful because what? You know, right. because, because they work, right? And they got
1: market share years ago and now they, they just,
0: just yeah. which yeah. doesn't matter, by the way, because how many people had market share and don't that that does not last. Like the, no. the thing with you in my business is every January, it's like we're we starting over. It's not like my year was great last year, it guarantees me this year, guarantees you nothing. I think yeah. people probably need to remember that. But then so okay, so we got them, and then we've got the new realtors. And there's two groups of those too, right? We've got the new realtors that you're like, they're never going to make it not to be mean, but there is no reg, right? It's like, they thought it was fun. Like all the people, it's yeah. look, look at houses mm-hmm. and they're going to be gone. Then you've got the new realtors that are hustlers, right? They are It's like, ah, uh, and they'll do every person's open house, right? They will, they're just working it. They're grinding, which is how I started. I mean, when I started 20 yeah. years, I grind it. Right. They're out. like
1: piranhas. It's like if they get if they get their hand, if they get their teeth on a buyer coming into an open house, like they're done, you know, <laughs> and
0: like they're you're going to wake up and they're going to be staring at you like they're yeah. not committed.
1: And I like all joking aside, I know that 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 doesn't that wouldn't certainly wouldn't work for me, but I have I have a few different brand new not, I mean brand new agents, maybe 12 to 18 months, but they are exactly what you just said. Like they don't and they're smart i wouldn't say like it's they're naive to the market but they've chosen to like their mindset is not it's a bad time to buy their mindset is this person came into this house so they must be interested about home ownership
0: yeah what a
1: thought you know what i mean it's
0: exactly. like
1: <laughs> you know i mean it's like they're kind of walking yeah it's like someone walking into a car dealership like you're going oh no no, no. you don't want I me mean, it's not a good time to buy a car it's like, they're on they're, your lot. yeah, right?
0: yeah they're, they're on your lot. Exactly, yeah. They're, so, like, they're, they're begging. Yeah, and yeah. I think you've got, I'm going to call them the dirty middle. The dirty middle is huge, right? Like if you think more than anybody, you've got those top people that are working really hard. You've got the new people that are going to be future top producers. And then you've got everyone in the middle that I think is just waiting for a shift. It's yeah. like, it was great. I know it'll come back. I'm just going to wait, right? I'm not going to evolve or change. And I think, you know, what would your message be you know, if you got to talk to realtors right now, like you know what you are, hi. Um, what would your message be?
1: You got to make a decision. Like, you got to make a decision to get out, get in, or get out. Like, this is not no point being too negative, and there's no point being Pollyanna, right? But there's also there is if you don't, it's like a kid that's failing in school, right? I mean, it's like there's a problem here. You know, it's like I love you, but there's a problem. You know, so. If you're not doing anything to make progress in your business, then you need to probably get out of the business. And if you're interested in staying in the business, then you have to be better than probably where you are today. By just putting three tactics, you talk about them on the realtor side. It's like, you, you, just, you just have to start. You have to be better Today, today has to be better than yesterday. Tomorrow has to be better than today. And if it's not going to be, then just acknowledge it and move on. But if you are the amount of people, I mean, even this, right? How many people listen to this? If it's 10, if it's 10 or a thousand, right? I would say it's the same percentage. 95% of the people will listen and do nothing with it, right? Right. 5% of the people will actually make a change and it will have an impact and it will be you know and they'll be glad they did it and that by the way i guess my point is your competition is the 95 percent of people that didn't make a change so in your head you're going oh my god everybody's doing the same thing everybody's doing oh. this market condition change with an hr department or they're doing you know they're they're everybody's talking about this demographics buying and selling this one's not or you know they're not you know so yeah
0: no they're not so what's that so what tell me a book if you're Realtors and Lenders, a book that you're like, ooh, read this book. What's a must read right now?
1: I just got done with it is, of course, you're going to make my brain freeze when, uh, hang on a second, Everyday Hero Manifesto.
0: Oh, I'm going to read it. I,
1: I mean, just exceptional.
0: Cool. Thank Eric you. Colby, you. Eric Col-
1: Colby sent it to me and it was just like short stories, like, Amazing content. Like, I mean, it's just phenomenal.
0: Cool. And then, so I want everyone to know as well. So I'm going to plug Hunter a little bit here. So Hunter does this amazing thing and it's called Sunday Thoughts. And so I love reading them and I know Hunter really well. So it's especially fun for me because- I read it in his voice and and I know him and I've gotten to experience this with him. But if you guys go on sundaythoughts.com, you can register to get his Sunday thoughts. And it's these great messages of things he's learning, things he's great at, things he's struggling with. It's just very, it's inspirational, but not just in a, it's, it's inspiration and causing that you want to change and learn too. And it's just, you get to know Hunter and I just love it. Like I read it. And a lot of times I comment and I'm like, love you, Hunter. I miss you. But I think if you guys do yourselves a favor, sundaythoughts.com, you can get his Sunday thoughts. I get them via email, which is fantastic. They show up. Yes. On Sunday. And then most of can,
1: the time, yeah. if I'm doing, if I'm doing them, I mean, I write them on Sundays. really, yeah. so yeah. I mean, if I feel like, I think I do them about, I don't know. If there's 52 weeks in a year, I think I would probably do 45.
0: I agree. I feel like I get them all. The time. I mean, you are consistent, and they're always great. So, guys, I, I highly recommend you do that. Secondly, you're gonna listen. You're gonna read the Everyday Hero Manifesto because I'll be ordering that as soon as I as I say thank you. By
1: the way, there's a lot of books that are like you can do podcast, or you can listen, or you can read it. That this one has to be read. Okay. Like it's a highlight. It's. I mean, it's just. It's not. I mean, it's just. I mean, like, and everyone I think I've had ten different people, and they're all like, "Oh my god." just good, really good stuff. Perfect.
0: Well, Hunter, thank you for taking time out of your supremely busy day in California because we were going to do this a week ago and I messed up the time. (laughs) But thank you so much. I appreciate you. I miss seeing you. I can't wait to see you soon, guys. It was a treat for you, I promise. And thank you so much for joining me today on Real Estate Unscripted.
1: Thanks, Marjorie. I appreciate everyone listening to us and uh, we'll talk to you later.
0: Yes, you will. Okay. Real estate unscripted is sponsored by Alcova Mortgage. Alcova is committed to simplifying the mortgage process. Check out the tools we offer to realtors and home buyers at alcova.com slash realtors. Alcova Mortgage Equal Housing Lender. NMLS ID number four oh five oh eight NMLS Consumer Access dot org. Before we go, please show us some love by subscribing on your listening platform of choice and leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you share this with your friends and be sure to listen in next week. Until then, this is Marjorie Adam. Don't forget to check out the show notes for a recap. This podcast was made possible by listeners like you. Thank you so much for your support.